and welcome to I've Never Seen the OC podcast with me, Heather. And me, Kerry. This is episode one, The Pilot. That's what it was. It certainly was very aptly named. I mean, not a lot of imagination, but no. I suppose it does a job. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how we, we got our title. True. Yeah. I don't, I'm not mad. Um, I also feel I've got a confession I need mm-hmm. to get out of the way quite early. This is called I've Never Seen the OC. And that is, that is not factually correct because I... The OC was on in the background of a party that I was at and it was a big episode. I think if memory serves me, my friend William um, had us all over to his house because he loved the OC and he was like, tonight's a big episode so let's all come around to ours, we'll drink some Bacardi Breezers and we'll watch the OC and just have a party. I did not watch the OC so I was just there for the party And I remember everyone was chatting that it was quite loud and then eventually it just got to one point and everyone, it was like like a penny dropped and everyone just stared at the TV and that scene, the carrying scene, no spoilers, if you know, you know. So I know that happened, if you get what I mean. Right. So I know that I know there is a, I think I know there is a spoiler that I'm aware of. Okay. But other than, I mean, when would that have been? 2007? yes it is now 2019 if we've gone this long and that's the only spoiler i'm vaguely aware of don't know how like that happened i just know that happened okay like that's quite impressive that i've gone that long yeah i mean i've got a few issues with this okay not so much about the spoiler more about william's party like choices like you really love a tv show and you want to watch the biggest episode of it so you invite lots of drunk people to your house to do that William and I are very different people. I could ask him. Very different people. What we should, what we should do is we should get some pineapple Bacardi breezers for when we watch <gasps> that, episode. that episode. Where are we? It's 2003, okay. August, I believe. It is. It's August of 2003. I would like to just set the scene for you if that's okay. Heather. I'm ready. So, a lot of big things happening in the world. Cast your memory back to these times. Concord had just been decommissioned and done its last flight. Order the Phoenix had just been released. And I do have a list here of the top three biggest selling singles of 2003. Would you like to take a guess? 2003? Yes. Biggest singles. They're all bangers, every single one of them. Avril Lavigne Complicated. No. <laughs> Sorry, very brutally just broke your heart no. there. No. Uh God, I don't know. What about like NSYNC's girlfriend with Nelly? Nah, you need to go more street, man. More street. You need to go more like cooler. Oh, 21 seconds to go by So Solo Crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant by go cooler. <laughs> that's cool. That is actually a banger, to be fair. Uh, I don't know. You're going to need some. Okay. Sean Paul, Get Busy. That is a tune. That is a tune. That Absolute a tune. banger. Number two, probably one of my, although now dubiously, but was one of my favourite songs to dance to in the nightclub. R. Kelly, remixed to Ignition, oh, yeah. hot and fresh out of the kitchen. Mama's rolling that body. She was indeed. And number one, 
and a club, 50 cent. How could you forget? I always feel with these questions, I get quite stressed. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know any songs ever. The Beatles? <laughs> I will just say hearsay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we were listening to. That's what was happening. We're all reading Harry Potter. We're all getting down to 50 Cent and the club. However, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, there were some people living very different lives to us. Shall we just dive right in? Let's go. I'm going to switch on over to my notes page because okay. I've come prepared I can now not say that I've never seen the OC. Congratulations. Thanks, because I've seen the first episode. Woo! <laughs> did you, can we just start, can I just start by asking, did you enjoy the first episode? Um, yes. It's very... Mm, it was tentative at it best. Was. It's very difficult watching something, knowing that you need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wish I'd just watched it once enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it and then gone back and watched it and taken notes because I was definitely like trying to think of witty things to say. <laughs> and then I'd have to pause and go back and be like, I'm going to write down this joke I'm down this joke she'll laugh at um, that that'll be so funny so yes um, my top do you want my top line for the episode yeah yeah I love Sandy he's my absolute favourite I mean obviously we'll get into that in a bit but yeah obviously okay that's Said, that's it that's your favourite line I love yeah. Sandy yeah that's it that's all I've got okay. to say in the matter. Should we just stop now? Should we now? just stop now? Yeah, exactly. Done. Right. Episode okay. one over. Sandy's great. Episode two. <laughs> Sandy's great. Episode three. <laughs> Sandy's great. Episode four. Have you seen his eyebrows? Excellent. I find what I found quite jarring actually was the, the old telly aspect ratio. Like I put it on and I was like, oh. Yeah. I also noticed a lot of like the the grading of it was a bit weird, <laughs> which is a very technical thing to say, but it does. It just looks weird. Like it looks old. It does look old, which is terrifying because it was only 2003. However, that was 16 years ago. I know, don't, right? Let's less said about that the better. <laughs> okay, so we have got episode one, the pilot. We open on Ryan and Trey, who are in Chino, helpfully with a gigantic spray-painted Chino on the wall of the library so that we can really establish the location of that. I did not notice that. I just noticed okay. two bad boys. Bad boys. <laughs> bad boys. Bad, bad boys. boys. <laughs> they look like bad boys. Well, but the th- well, here's my question, though. Are they bad boys? Because Trey is like, if I don't teach you this, who will? And then proceeds to smash a car window with a crowbar. Now, I don't want to take anyone away from Trey and his learning experiences. However... What is the lesson there? Like, anyone knows that if you hit a window with a crowbar, it's going to smash. Like, it's not exactly like a kind of Bill Sykes, Dickensian, villainous plot to steal this car. Trey knows absolutely sweet F.A. Yeah. To be honest, my resounding thought for that opening scene was Ryan's wearing a choker. (laughs) Shut up! like 90s like one of those things that you would get from like tammy girl do you remember Mate, tammy i sometimes girl? wear them now like, I know. well because they came back yeah. and they were sold in Topshop for like a fiver or yeah. like six quid when they're also, actually like it was such 90s a moment. are so in yeah. man yeah the choker that's interesting i definitely wrote that down as well yeah I, so how bad boy are they if one of them his only method to Stealing a car is the most basic thing in the world. Like, he is the most basic. Yeah. I also And the other one's wearing a choker. I just, yeah, I was not, emo- I th- it's a lot to go on when you're not emotionally involved with either of them. Mm. I felt it was very set up to be, like, super dramatic. But I'm like, I also don't know who these people are and I don't care. Mm. Interesting. That was, yeah, that was, that was my thoughts and feels. Okay. 
what I did enjoy was uh, quit being a little bitch and get in. I feel like that is underestimated. That's more iconic for me than Mean Girls. And that's now how I'm going to invite everyone into my car. Get in the car, loser. We're going shopping. Yeah, no. No? Quit being a little bitch and get in. (laughs) Let's go. Let's move on swiftly, abruptly, wonderfully to Sandy Cohen. Oh. The first thing I've written down about Sandy is uh, Sandy Cohen. Great hair, great in capital letters. Nice. Would you like to know what I wrote? Uh What a dish <laughs> with the appropriate punctuation of course <laughs> i'd expect nothing of a, less of a full stop after each word um my at this point i was warming to ryan slightly like as a as a, as a fully formed adult kind of um i was Who, the, you yeah okay. me i was kind of taking the adult kind of thoughts of like stop being so mopey like you're in a bad situation this guy's here to help you stop being a dick like snap out of it but i could also hear that little inner 14 year old in my head being like oh my god he's so bad i could totally fix him i could oh my god i could go out with him and i could make him better i could save him i could i totally could luckily 14 year old heather only comes out after a couple of white wines, but <laughs> a couple of pineapple Bacardi reasons <laughs> precisely <laughs> um but yeah it's it's quite strange watching a show aimed at teenagers as an adult. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was my first real adult inner teenager split thought. Mm. I would agree with you. Although I, I feel like maybe I was more like, I got really caught up on this track record. You know, when Sandy reads out like, oh, and here's your record. So he's been suspended twice for fighting mm-hmm. and he's truanted school three times. Now I'm going to put it out there. I didn't think that's that bad. I definitely truanted more than three times. Hey, like... <laughs> Did you get it? Well, of course not. <laughs> such good But idea. I'm just saying, I don't think that that's that bad. And also the fighting thing. Mm-hmm. We see later on in the episode, spoiler alert for this episode, that he gets into a fight that wasn't his fault. Yeah. So how many of these two suspensions for fighting have actually not been anything that's to do with Ryan and it's all to do with the deck that is stacked against him, yeah. which we are obviously getting a sense of in this first kind of yeah. opening sequence. Having watched a lot of other pilots for other TV shows already, bearing in mind we're now in what, the second scene? Like, they try and squeeze in a lot, don't they? Yes. Which is quite good, actually, like, when you're having to, like, talk about it on into a microphone with your friend for... And, like, yeah, it's, it is pacey as anything, like... <laughs> nice swerve. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, Ryan is not a likeable character. I've also written down not underlined. I found him very grating. I think I remember when I watched it the first time finding him very grating, and I think this time... I found him very grating. Okay. Well, that's he, good. He's just got a bad attitude. But it's a shame because, like, oh, like, no. Yeah. He's obviously got an idiot for a brother. and Yeah. Um. So, yeah, then we're straight into the theme song, aren't we? Well, actually, before we go into the theme song, can I just say, Trey has smashed this car window with a crowbar. Mum turns up outside the juvie to pick him up and mounts the curb. Oh, yeah. yeah can yeah. nobody in this family, like have a positive relationship with cars. Yeah. Like, it's actually ridiculous. Yeah, I've actually, yeah, you're right, I've missed a scene. Because they go back to his house, don't they? And then the stepdad. And the dad, AJ. Is he the dad or the stepdad? No, he's stepdad, you're right, AJ. He is trouble. He's a real bad boy. He's a bad guy. Bad guy. Um, And then he leaves with the dreamboat that is Sandy. Mm -hmm. And then we get the theme song. 
I have a confession. Mm-hmm. Up until <laughs> when did we do? So we did a we did a pre production pre production meeting mm-hmm. on Skype, and um, I thought the intro was not that. Yes. Didn't you sing the Dawson's Creek song the first time? (laughs) Yeah, I thought I thought that was the theme song. It is a strong theme song. Which makes sense that, you know, the OC's theme song is California. Mm -hmm. California, here we come. come. But yeah, that's you learn something every day. You do. I think it's up there with one of the best TV themes for a teen drama anyway. Yeah, I, I considering I never watched it, I knew that song. I know that song word for word, so mm. it's clearly a banger in its own right. Um, but I also love the fact that as soon as you hear that, everyone knows what it is. Yeah, like if that's everyone guessed the intro, you've got it. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very very memorable. I've also written down here, which I need to stop saying every time, but you know, let's roll with it for now. I've also written down here that uh, this is not how I thought the OC would start. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know how I thought it would start, but I but not that. No, I just I suppose I have no concept of who any of these characters are. Like I know their names, I know what they look like from you know life. Yeah, yeah. being a human being, mm-hmm. but like no concept of who they were as characters or like what their vibe was. Did not expect Man, Ryan to so be a bad boy. Weird. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. I he was going to be like handsome posh boy. <laughs> On the dark it's side. It's like the opposite of yeah. that. Oh, Sounds interesting. Good. So then we go to the Cohen household. I am never going to get over the pronunciation of Kirsten's name. Kirsten. Um, there's Kirsten. Yeah. Should we just call her Kirsten? No, I think we've got to we've got to play by the rules of the of the OC and Kirsten, Kirsten Cohen. Um, Kirsten. Um, I really like her. I love oh. the fact that Sandy is fully confident that he has a female breadwinner yeah, in the house. And that it's is like, good. yeah, I didn't buy this car. My badass wife did because yeah. she's amazing. Like, yeah. Sandy is woke before woke was a thing. True. I love him. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I concur entirely. I also really like her response to her husband bringing home a stray child to their home. <laughs> like... I think if I was in that position and someone brought some, I'd be like, who is this? Like, why are they in my house? What have you done? Oh, see, I don't think that. I think Kirsten's kind of cold. No, I think she's like an actual functioning adult, like being <laughs> responsible <laughs> for her family and her home and her expensive jewellery. Like, but then do you not think it's, it's, it's kind of like interesting that he has full faith in her, but she doesn't have faith in him? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Telling. <laughs> she's a breadwinner. She clearly knows what she's doing. Well, yeah, but, oh, I don't know. I, and I mean, I, like, I just feel like, yeah, there's not, like, I like that the, the balance kind of falls with her having the power, but I just find it a bit cold. Yeah. I did like how they resolved their issue, though, because it's exactly how arguments are solved in our house as well. Basically me saying, you're an idiot, them saying sorry and me being like, well, I guess it's okay because I like you, so it's fine. Yeah, like that's, that's, I thought that was good. It's that quite sounds quite similar actually. On life. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, shall oh. we go on to Marissa and Ryan meeting for the first time? Yeah, I keep calling her Misha. All all of my <laughs> notes, it just says Misha. So sorry about that. Well, I have to say, I think who are you 
is an incredibly rude way <laughs> to introduce yourself to anyone. True. Um, especially someone who is like obviously a guest of your neighbor's house. Yeah, but she clearly fancies the pants off of him. And if you're like a cool teenager and you have the right things to say, which let's face it, none of us ever did, mm. but clearly she did. It's quite a cool way to introduce yourself. She knows he's a bad boy as well because of the choker. The choker and the leather mm. jacket. Mm-hmm. He's very James Dean here, isn't he? With his white sort of t-shirt and his leather jacket. Up, doesn't he? He loves a yeah. um, I also really like that he's like super honest. Like without even flinching. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I stole a car. And that's, I've been in jail. Like it's nice. It's refreshing. Even though she absolutely categorically does not believe him yeah. in any possible way, shape, or form. But I just thought I thought that was a really lovely moment, actually. I picked up on something that I had always kind of seen previously as being like, so when she asks for a cigarette and he lights it for her, he looks at her in this way um that I had always assumed was sort of like a soft, sort of mysterious curiosity, and now fully realised that it's because he's like have you ever smoked a cigarette before? Why are you holding it like that? <laughs> like, what is going on here? He's obviously incredibly confused. Yeah, but even in that scene, it just to- like that just reminded me of being. I'm gonna say loosely like 13 to 18, but it's probably more realistically like 13 to 28, and just like not knowing how to interact with boys and mm. just like trying to be like aloof and cool, and then. If I had to watch that back in hindsight, being like, you're not holding that cigarette properly, you're being really rude, why are you being an asshole? Mm. Do we think Marissa is c- cool? So I feel like very controversially, I think I think Marissa's really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do, I do, I think she's really cool. No? I strongly disagree. <laughs> and I have an arsenal of evidence to... Excellent. Excellent. Well, I feel but when we'll we introduce some other characters, mm. I have some. I feel, I feel this is good. We're going to have conflicting opinions on yes. people. Yes, just good. It keeps it spicy. So, well, let's go on to a potentially conflicting. Well, I think maybe we might agree on this. When she gets in the car mm-hmm. and she gives Luke a kiss, I would one hundred percent never have at sixteen years old kissed a person in front of, like, my neighbour who could then potentially tell my mum. Oh, yeah, I probably would have. Oh, I would. I like. Oh. It's just so. I mean, I wouldn't now. Like, I'm you wouldn't now, but you would. No, fourteen. Like, I own a house with my partner, and we are engaged to be married. And even I... now, I'm like, oh god, don't kiss me in front of my mom. That's weird. <laughs> oh, that's no? weird. Stop She'll it. know we kiss sometimes. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even. Let's not even go down that path. Um, no, I really liked that scene. It felt like. Remember the one of my all-time favourite songs, Oita's Teenage Dirtbag? Mm-hmm. Now, there's the line that's like, um, he's, she's got a boyfriend, like, he drives her now rock, lives in my block, mm-hmm. that sort of vibe. Like, as soon as he pulled up in that car, I was like, oh, we're in a Oita's video. Excellent. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, it's so quintessentially America, West Coast America at that time, being a teenager, kind of liking punk music. Like, mm. it was good. I enjoyed it. Moving on, uh, Queen of the Manor, Kirsten, my fave. Um, couple goals. I just, I think they're excellent. I've got a feeling this is going to come crashing down and like four episodes in, I'm going to be like, oh, Kir- Kirsten's the worst. But right now, I'm feeling very warm towards her and Sandy. Okay. That's who I want to be when I grow up. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. 
you, this I is really I, scary. I feel like I can't save it. See, because I know, I know you know what's going to yeah. happen, and I'm like going in with like blind, optimistic hope. Mm-hmm. At like what? Have I've, faith. Have yeah. have faith in the Coens. Okay. Okay. Oh God, I'm scared. Yeah, just going back to that, like watching it as an adult and who you relate to. Like, definitely as a teenager, I would have been, oh my God, I want to be Misha. I want to Mac with Ryan. As an adult, I'm now like, oh my God, Sandy and Kirsten, I just want to be them. Mm. Like, I think it would be really interesting having watched this at the time and how different my opinion would be now. I feel like I have always been a Seth Cohen fan, both then and now. Seth, Sandy? Um, Sandy Cohen. Well, no, Seth, like a geeky sort of like nerdy... Yeah, like I mean, the sweetness of that. Maybe time will change. Maybe my opinion will change. But it's only episode one. We've got loads of time. True. And also, like, I do feel like when Ryan walks in on Seth just sitting in his PJs, eating snacks, playing his computer, is like more me at 32 than me at 16. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Grand Theft Auto lols. And he's yeah. like, oh my God, you can like steal, steal cars. cars. Not yeah. that that's cool. Does yeah. the awkward, yeah, I like it. Can we also talk about those slight slight thing on Seth Cohen? Like, if a guy who I'd never spoken to before named a boat after me, for me that would be like creep factor one thousand. Like, wait, what? Have I missed something? The boat when they're out on the boat. Uh huh. And the boat. The boat's called Summer Breeze, and he's named the boat after. Oh, Summer. summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not. That's creepy. I don't think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I really enjoyed the little LGBTQ rainbow. Yeah, the rainbow it. mask. Yeah, that was nice. Again, woke before it knew it was woke. I know. And that it was makes good. up for the horrific use of very inappropriate words oh, for the LGBTQ plus family later on in the episode. It's actually horrendous. Like, I could feel my skin crawl every time it yeah. happened. I was like, oh, I'm not. This is not okay. But then, have you gone back and watched Friends? Yes. Yes from like the start mm-hmm. the first couple of episodes of friends like honestly i just want to peel my skin off there's so many horrifically offensive mm. things that you're just like you just would never dream of saying that now whereas like yes this is bad and it's really offensive but i think there's i only picked up on like two points in the first episode that i was like oh you can't say that anymore so i, I guess it's getting better like mm. friends came out in what 93 is that when friends came out don't know, despite my amazing knowledge of 2003 <laughs> and the OC's conception, okay. I don't actually know. Well, at some point before the OC came out, Friends came out and that was really, really offensive. It's like, we're getting better. We're mm. getting better as time goes on and hopefully, you know, when people look back at what's coming out in 2019, they'll be like, oh, they were they yeah. were getting it. They were getting it right. I mean, I think possibly, because the thing is though, like that exactly what you're saying, Sandy is so uh, woke that actually maybe this is like a conscious choice to paint Luke as an awful, awful, awful person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Anyway. I can't wait for us to like interview the writer and like <laughs> we can ask them, right? Absolutely. Right, we're skipping ahead um, to Julie Cooper. Do we yeah. want to speak about her? Yeah. I have a feeling that as I have got older and more bitter... <laughs> You're bitter? Um, just, yeah, about life in general. <laughs> um, some would say bitter, some would say realistic. Um, I've got a little sneaking suspicion that I might... I hated Julie Cooper first time round. I feel now, as a woman of the world, I might actually 
relate a little bit more to Julie Cooper than I did the first time around? As a first time arounder, I do not <laughs> like her. <laughs> I, she said something, what was I wrote it down. She describes Misha Stress as very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Straight away, I'm like, you are awful. Do not yeah. talk to your daughter like yeah. that. Like that really, that hit, that hit a little raw nerve, Julie. Really mm-hmm. hit a nerve. Did not like yeah. that. I mean, she, I mean, she's vile. Yeah. But I just wonder if she's one of these characters who, like you're saying, when you rewatch Friends, you realise things differently, you see things differently. I wonder if Julie Cooper may redeem herself, in my opinion, watching it again. Although you're right, currently, n- not yet. No. Oh, yeah, because that's where the reference is it to Avril Lavigne. Yes. Which yes. I loved. I love her hair. They were talking about her hair, weren't they? Yeah. Shall we just have a, a brief conversation about fashion, which is going to come up all the time? I've literally written so many comments on people's outfits because okay. it's bringing me so much nostalgia. And it's so funny at the moment where like that kind of 90s vibe has come back. And this is obviously just after the 90s. So it's mm-hmm. kind of got that choker hangover. Yeah, yeah. But like that khaki green cargo like hipster like low rider mm-hmm. trousers that Misha wears mm-hmm. and like those little vest tops that have like Elite, all of your yeah. midriff off I had that outfit as mm-hmm. like a 13 year old thinking I was cool and it just brought me lots of really like nostalgic reminiscing moments not that I ever want to wear that anytime I was gonna soon. say are you gonna start dressing like that again no I definitely don't have the abdominal muscles that I had as a 13 year old mm. anymore <laughs> I don't think I had them as a 13 year old but um yeah, no, I love that. And like the poker, poker straight hair as well. Like, Oh, the hair is awful. It's so bad. Absolutely awful. Just a little bit of dry shampoo, babe. Just like zhuzh it up a bit. There's dry shampoo, a thing? I don't know. I mean, I didn't it use must it. It must have been. have been. I bet it's one of these things that's actually been around from the 60s, but yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. thought it was cool to use. But yeah, that poker, just sprinkle poker a little bit of talcum powder in your hair instead. <laughs> <laughs> after you've ironed it with the actual iron I remember there was a girl at my school can I say her name? I mean I think it's fine right? Kirsty. It depends on what you're about to oh, say it's not bad, Kirsty. is it Kirsty of... or Kirsty? Kirsty. Um, I remember being over at her house and I turned up and she had like an iron mark in her shoulder oh, yeah. from having straightened her hair, I very luckily um, some would say blessed um, with poker poker straight hair so I don't straighten my hair very often mm. like if ever um so i never really had that struggle growing up but woo wee iron shoulders i think i did want straight hair but i'm also quite lazy and the thought of having to set up the ironing board get the iron out put the towel down i was just like oh, i can't be bothered yeah yeah i don't i'll just do my hair in one of those you know those buns where it was like you put it in a ponytail and then you pulled it half through and it oh, kind of yeah. looped down like a... I still do my hair like that going to the gym. Do you actually? Bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, try it. My hair's too long now, I think. But yeah. Well, I don't like having a high ponytail because then I sometimes find, especially like in a spin class, I smack myself in the face with my hair. Interesting. That's not what I want to do, so... I feel like when I wear a high ponytail, I look like, um, what's that cleaning lady from the TV? Kim and Aggie. Oh, yeah. Kim. I can't remember which one was which, but yeah, the, I've the got one the that's got like the yeah. ponytail that's on the top of her head. Okay, well, good to know we're not bringing back in the poker poker straight hair. But yeah, we, maybe we are bringing back flipped over ponytails to make mm-hmm. it sort of fun. Excellent. Yes, so they're at the party, the fashion show thing. The fashion show thing for the battered women's shelter, which I thought was an interesting oh. name for. I missed that. I missed yeah. what it was for completely. We're here for the battered women's shelter. Now, I think that's an excellent cause. Yes. 
maybe not the most tactful name. No, that's, I it's mean... It's a bit cold. It's not what I would call my charity. No. Um, excellent cause, bad name, that's fine. I really enjoyed um, that real class clash culture of um, Ryan being offered the canapes. The only word I caught out of it was philo. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was like, would you like a blah 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 filo blah blah blah? It's just like, which is exactly what? how it sounds when people offer yeah. me canapes now. Controversial. I hate canapes. And then I go, has it got fish in it? I don't eat meat. Oh, I don't eat fish. Good. You're better than me. Morally, you're morally superior. I'm not. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you're so great. You're saving the planet. I'm like, nah, I just don't like it, mate. Fair so enough. Anyway, yes, very much enjoyed that moment. And that's when we got that awful, awful moment of suck it, insert offensive word here. Yes. That was it. It was awful. It was awful. No, it's a real moment where a word that is just not used in the kind of people that I surround myself by, Mm -hmm. that hearing it so overtly like that really gave me quite like a... It is that kind of like cringy, like whole body, like oh god, oh mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because I imagine at the time nobody would have flinched, and I imagine at this current time that is in people's vernacular, like that is going to be a common phrase. Like you're saying, it's just I don't surround myself with people who would use that type of language. Um, so yeah, it was very jarring, jarring. very jarring. Yes. Um, and then Jimmy has a wee meltdown in the toilet. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Why doesn't Ryan ask if he's okay? Like, if I'm in the toilet and somebody's spewing or crying, I'll be like, you all right in there, babe? Yeah, but he entered quite violently, didn't he? And he slammed the door and he's like, he pulled the bloody toilet roll holder off, off of the wall. Dramatic. Um, he was absolutely fuming. I can't now in my mind remember what about He's clearly stressed about his finances. That's mm. all I've got so far. Something's going on there. Mm. Grown-up stuff. I actually had a, a Jimmy in the toilet moment fairly recently. <laughs> at like a big <laughs> conference thing that I was at. And I was fuming and I <laughs> slammed the door and like split my cuticle off my finger. It was absolutely disgusting. My finger was black for like... What, because you were angry? weeks. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was having a wee rage to myself. I just can't imagine. Which like doesn't that. happen that people who know me and know that I used to be nicknamed Anger Crombie. <laughs> I think that was before my time. Don't know the new mellow the Zen mellow Crombie. Yeah, Zen is a word that I use quite a lot. Try to be Zen. Then I do this with Zen. my fingers, this little like almost like a chef's kiss, but yeah. not quite. What I've got written down here in block capitals, so it must be important, is is Kirsten going to pump marissa's dad big question mark i don't what made you think that there was just a weird tension wasn't there and they've kind of there was a vibe i just felt that energy between them uh great acting guys really good it was more the fact they keep mentioning that they went out before Mm -hmm. seth introduces ryan as in oh yeah that he could have been my dad or he says something mm-hmm. like that it's like my mum used to go out with him no That's... was it not uh, her dad almost married my mum yes yeah. that is it so it's just like it's very heavily reminded mm-hmm. that like it's weird as well because like I have exes in my life um, that me and my partner are f- 
acquaintances mm-hmm. with and I just would never we never mention it nobody ever mentions it it's yeah like, but everyone's still like, here everyone's talking about it all yeah, the time like, it's yeah. really weird do you not think like I would never introduce someone as as that like that's that history is in the past but to be fair they didn't introduce each other as that yeah I suppose you're right interesting mm. I just I don't know I just I've written it down I don't that's it I was more focused on the fact that Kirsten's taking her own bins out when she's got a maid like she's getting the sheets she's taking the bins out what Bless is she paying Rosa her. for I, could... <laughs> I love that that was your observation that's good I didn't I didn't notice that at all. I will see. You were caught up on the drama at this because this is my second watch. <laughs> I'm focused on like just the the realism of their actual day to day lives. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm literally just like sh- shiny. What's happening? Oh my god! Ah. Um, Do you think though? Just going back to you not introducing people as like having a history and stuff. Do you think you could live next door to? somebody you have a romantic history with when you live with your husband in yeah. the next door house when i say i was friends i'm friends with exes big exes i suppose that's the thing isn't it it's like defining who that is because if it's just someone you've pumped a couple of times and mm. you're still pals that's fine like mm-hmm. i could probably live next door to them mm-hmm. but big exes like what i imagine kirsten and jimmy's relationship is okay. if they were like best friends and like they've grown up together I don't think I could do that. No. I don't think. I think it'd be weird. That's a hard. It's a hard no from me. Yeah, like I could probably. Yeah, I know your ex is definitely hard no from you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame Less you. Said about that um, better. But it's more like I think it would be nice to be able to be like, oh yeah, we could be friends. We could maybe go for dinner, and then it's a very like controlled environment. But like having them as an next door neighbor is quite personal. Like that's when you bump into them taking the bins out. That's when you hear them having an argument do you know what I mean like I did that's... not think you were going to say argument there <laughs> oh, well you could hear them doing other things that consensual adults can do sometimes do you know what I mean I, I do I think it's too close I wouldn't I wouldn't do that I wouldn't do it either and I, I don't think that if I was Sandy or Julie that I would be particularly happy about the situation no. either I feel that the way you're saying that is that's something we're going to touch on at a later point. I'm now trying to like read your reaction to things and be like, are we talking about that later? Is this coming up? No, not at all. I just think like it's one thing you deciding to move in next door to somebody who you have a history with. It's a whole other thing convincing your partner that it's a good idea for you to move in next door to the person that you used to bang. Yeah. No, not for this girl. Nah, not for me. Uh, absolute pass should we go back to the after party yes well so yeah this is when they're just getting invited to the after party isn't it and seth bless him little little goofball that he is has never been invited to the party before whereas ryan handsome ryan bad boy ryan straight in gets an invite i like it i don't like it that's how the real world works though Let's face it, it, makes it me is. feel so sad for saying. But then Ryan's so nice because he's like, invited me. No, invited us. What a bro. What a yeah, good guy. That is true. That like, is true. That's the sort of friends you want to surround yourself with. Agree. That lightly lie to you to make you feel better sometimes. Yeah. When appropriate. When appropriate. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that statement. Also, all American rejects. Yes. My fave. <laughs> Love them. What a surprise that the girl who was walking about in low-riding combats and <laughs> with black eyeliner and in the midst of a love affair with Avril Lavigne loves the All-American Rejects. Yeah, they were my fave. 
um, Dark Little Secret, Swing. I think it's actually Swing Swing that they're playing at this point. It was. It actually made me think of your uh, other half when Aww. I heard when I heard it. I was like, I'm sure. No, does he like that song? I think he does like that song. It's a good song. Um, I, honestly, like, I've written it down. Block capitals. All American rejects. Yes! Exclamation mark. That was excited. interesting because I've written down. <laughs> I've written down a similar thing for a very different song. Oh no. <laughs> um, I also feel this party is the reason I had false expectations of what parties were going to be like as a teenager. 100%. This this is the Kevin Bridges sketch about like American parties and... Oh my God, I've like, not... I've not seen... The, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Shall well, I watch I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the, like... I really distinctly remember the Jimmy World video... Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to the house party and everyone's in their pants and then do you not do you remember that one no I remember, remember, I, remember i told you <laughs> like not... i liked musicals <laughs> okay <laughs> so remembering cats when they all get naked at the house party uh no it is it's like totally setting up this false pretense as a you know a 13 yeah. 14 year old being like oh my god that is totally the parties i'm gonna go to yeah next year and like, it's 100 percent why sales of red cups still do so well yeah. in scotland but also just I feel we can't not talk about it. They're meant to be 16, 17, which I had to Google at the end because honestly, by the end of the episode, I've got it written down. I'm literally just like, what age are these people meant to be? Mm Because I'm very confused. They're walking into a house party and everyone's doing coke. Yeah. That is not... That's to to quote another of, I'm sure, your favourite songs, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. It's so, like... It's so funny because like when I was a teenager and we went to house parties, maybe not 13, 14, maybe a little bit older than mm. that, people were definitely like smoking weed. Like that was a thing. <laughs> when I was a teenager and we went to house parties, people were smoking the brown paint from art that they'd stolen and were pretending <laughs> was I don't, like resin or whatever you call it. I'm not like a... <laughs> You're not I'm not a tip. drug person. <laughs> it's just not my thing. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, and that would be a huge thing. Be like, oh my God, did you hear Alan's got half a joint? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like that was a huge thing. If I walked into a party age 15, 16 and people were doing lines, I would have freaked the freak I, out. I would have absolutely pulled my pants. <laughs> 100%. I love the fact that Ryan's just like, cool. Well, so Gino, man, he's, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. He's seen that. Okay. That's not news to him. Okay. This is also where I feel we really get to know Summer a bit more. Because we've not really mm. talked about her yet. Mm-hmm. She was at the fashion show. Mm-hmm. She was a douchebag. And a here she is. A beautiful douchebag. She was not. She's wearing blue eyeshadow and a weird 60s low oh, waistcut got, dress. She's got that lovely colouring, that dark, dark hair and the pale skin. No. Yeah. No. Oh. She's. I cannot stand her. She's the worst. Now, one thing I will say is, I think, I think we're going to fall out about this because Summer, I remember Summer being my one of my favourite characters outside of the Coens. Having watched this episode again, I don't know why. <laughs> I really, she needs to, re- like Julie Cooper, needs to redeem herself. Yeah. I just, I'm very confused. I'm hoping that I'm right and that it's just going to take a bit of time. Do you I can't think, remember. Do you think when they were writing this, They've set it up to be like, there are two types of girls, the Summers and the Mishas. Her name's Marissa. Marissa. (laughs) It's very confusing to have the actor with the same... Letter name. Yeah, confusing. Anyway, and maybe that's what we're kind of falling into, our gender stereotypes, and that I'm falling more towards the Marissa and you're falling more towards the Summer. 
Maybe it's all a ploy that you're a douchebag that wears blue eyeshadow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's, it's, let's let's see where this conversation goes. I would also be very interested to hear if you are team Marissa, not Misha, (laughs) or team Summer. Based on episode one, don't go hitting me with, oh, in season four, she really redeems herself. No. Yeah. Right okay. now, what do you think? I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. Should, oh my God, should we do a social plug? While I think about what team I'm on. So if you want to follow us on the internet, you can do so by following at Never Seen the OC on both Instagram and Twitter. That is just at Never Seen the OC. <laughs> That's all you do. Type it in. You know how the internet works. Boom. Follow us. Ask us questions. Tell me, are you team Marissa? Which you should be. Or are you team Summer? Like a weirdo. That was not impartial in the slightest, was it? I mean, everyone's into it. Do you know what? I'm going to refrain from picking a team because I I don't think that either of them are my kind of peeps. Okay. Well, you just enjoy that fence up your butt right there. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the party. It's wild. Like every party I ever wanted to go to. Oh yeah, this is where I've written down what age are these people meant to be when they're (laughs) at the party. (laughs) I was very confused. Uh, Also followed by, Summer, you're the worst. You better get better. Oh God, no. I just just distinctly remember her being one of my favourites. So I'm quite confused at this current moment in time. Okay. And a little bit disappointed in myself. Okay. And 17-year-old. We're all on a journey together. And, you know, no one's judging 17-year-old Kerry. I'm confident. I'm confident she's going to bring it back. Okay. Um, And then, you know, just to add insult to injury, your fave Seth is about to get a... A a (laughs) do-in. What did you say? A whoop (laughs) I don't think I've ever said that word before in my life. I can of whoop ass. Exactly. He's going to get up here doing. But they fall out first, remember? Oh, yeah, because, because Summer's, summer's like all over Ryan. And Seth's like, oh my God, what's happening here? Yeah. I think the reason I don't like Summer so much is because I think that's what I was like as mm. a 14 year old. Like, mm. a in a bikini back. hanging off bad boys wearing chokers. I mean, definitely Sans bikini, I would have been <laughs> fully clothed. <laughs> At all times. In black. In, yeah, in black. <laughs> like, just imagine that outfit with the black top on. That would be me. Okay. Drunk. Trying to hit on the bad boys. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I don't like her. To get all Freudian on it. Yeah. Too similar. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they fall out because Seth's all like, oh my God, stranger that just entered my life yesterday. I thought we were best friends. And now the girl that I love that I've named my boat after, like a weirdo, uh, is hanging off you. I hate you. You're the worst. Mm-hmm right yes and then he says why don't you just go back to chino i'm sure there's a car you can steal or something oh yeah i yeah seth's a little dickhead no he's not he is he's what? not he only said that to hurt him that's mean that is the definition of cruel but he thinks ryan was trying it on with summer mm, i'm not convinced i think that it was a an outburst of emotion you know, sometimes in life, Heather, the people who are hurting the most hurt us the most. <laughs> that was the, I was going to do the Jerry Springer moment. <laughs> if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, sometimes. Don't let it be that. It's the most depressing thing Let ever. it be, why is Kirsten taking out her own bins? 
Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, so he goes to the beach to have a huff. And then the cool boys, who are the polo team, which... Water polo Water polo, team. which blows my mind. Like, why are they cool? But sure, yeah, let's roll with it. Uh, beat them up. I think my uni had a water polo team. I bet it did. But they were not the cool guys. No. Who were the cool guys? The radio guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen photos, <laughs> Kerry. You can't lie to me. <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoy the fact that as he's about to get beaten up, he hits them with like that really geeky line. Like, what is it? Like, you wouldn't hurt me. That's so cliche. <laughs> Mate, you're going to get beaten up. Don't yeah. try and sass them. That's just going to encourage them. Just lie down and get in the fetal position and he's, race. He's very wriggly, isn't he, yeah. Seth Cohen? He almost wriggles away from them. Yeah. That's what happens when you're so... Skinny. But then Ryan comes and saves the day by shouting, Hey! And then they all turn around. Yeah. I really enjoyed your facial expression as you said that. Hey. <laughs> Which I know for, you know, audio isn't great, but you really like sort stuck of out your chin. jaw. Yeah, yeah defined. Mm. We'll speak about jaws later on, actually. Excellent. Um, so yeah, I am now Team Ryan. As soon as he did that, hey, I was like, yes, Ryan. Good friend. Mm. Do it. That was, Beat them yeah. up. Beat the posh boys up. Uh, and then my favourite line... <laughs> Except for, he doesn't beat the posh boys up. No. He gets absolutely tanked. That's... If, if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's when, like, the ultimate line is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to say- I am. I'm doing it. I'm going yeah. in. The guy's like, welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. It was excellent. Iconic. Yeah. I also remember when we were doing our pre-production meeting, you wrote that in a Facebook message. And I was like, why are you what? being so <laughs> like, Harry, why are you being mean to me? Mm, I was <laughs> just I channeling it. Luke. Yeah. Also, I feel this is something just of a TV series in general. That is not how things happen in real life. Like, dream lines like that, that are like perfectly timed, really like witty or funny yeah. or like... You never get those lines out in real life. They're always the ones you go home and you're like, oh man, I should have said that. Yeah. When you're in the shower later and yeah. then you're like, oh, I could have said this. And I would have sounded so clever. I would have sounded amazing. Everyone would have been like, oh my God, whoa, that girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. you know, sometimes I like to just bring myself back to reality and be like, it is scripted. People are telling them to say these really cool lines. You, know? <laughs> you have to remind yourself of that. I was really have getting in at this point. Have you watched TV before or is this your first time? <laughs> No comment. Okay. Um, so, cut to the girls carrying Marissa home. She's had one too many. Yes. This bit. You know how I've been going on and on and on about how, like, I think, oh, you know, Summer is going to come into our own and she's, we're judging her too harshly and da 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 da. This moment made me go, oh, I really don't know why I liked her. Like, I thought, oh, it's good at least they're bringing her home. Mm-hmm. But then they don't want to wake her dad up. When she could be dead. Well, like, she's passed out. Safety is sexy, and, like, guys. I know that California is a warm place, but those nighttime temperatures really plummet. Have you never seen, <laughs> you never seen like, a wildlife show or, like, a show about, like, the Sahara after dark? So I actually went to Coachella one year, which is not far from California. Mm -hmm. Um, It's between California and Vegas out in the desert. And I can concur, as soon as that sun goes down, it gets so cold. I cried. I cried at Coachella because I was too cold. It does. Why the hell have they just left her outside wearing basically nothing? Yeah, like they're bad friends. 
it's bad not okay. friends. Um, she also says something at this point, which is the second point in the episode where a gross word which should not be used was used, and it really made me flinch again. Oh, I can't. I've got it written. Remember, got it point, written it, down. point it, point it to me. Can Can you read my no. awful, <laughs> so awful handwriting? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, just another moment of. All my friends seem to love Summer and I am almost at the end of episode one and I just think she's awful. End of the episode, end of your tether. Yeah, not not a fan. She's a bad friend. Okay. Don't like her. Okay. Um, I can't wait for you to okay. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Really nice song though. Mazzy yeah, Mazzy Star. That's the one that I had in all caps. Mazzy Star into us. Loki banger. Here for it. Yeah. Yes. Block capitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into it. And then obviously Ryan's carrying her wearing a vest top listening to Mazzy Star. Excellent. Lovely. I friend. did have a little moment where I was like I can't remember if someone comes out and catches him just now. Like when he was looking through her purse and she's lying on the ground. I was like oh does someone come and find him? Because that looks like, dodgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dodgy AF. Yeah, definitely. And then where do, does he take her to the pool house? Yeah. So it's like Seth's drunk, isn't he? Seth's drunky drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drunky Seth, Seth passing out immediately after the party is Mom. like my speed. Like <laughs> 100%. But then do you, like everyone's got that friend, don't they? That after a party, they come back to your house and they're like on trill and they're just like, oh my God, I've just had the best time, blah, 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 and just sleep. Yeah, that's me. I just want to go. I want to talk. And I want to eat chips and I want to sleep immediately. Um, I'm a straight to sleep immediately. Mm. Come in, get my shoes off, sleep. Take my makeup off. If uh, if you can be bothered. No, no, no. Always take my makeup off. I always off. take my makeup off as well. Yep. No judge for girls who don't or boys who don't. But, but also it's going to trash your skin, wash your face before you go to bed. Well, yeah. Maybe. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, live, live your life how you want. <laughs> but, okay. Moving on to judgy... Kirsten. 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 I just can't. I just, it's I really throwing me. I know. Anyway, on to her and Seth chatting, isn't it? Yeah. No, is it not Sandy? Oh, it is Sandy. Yeah. I'm getting them confused. Same, same starter letter. Yeah. Confusing. Anyway, they're chatting and he says this wonderful, wonderful line of being like, remember being 22 years old and you were fun and rebellious. Mm-hmm. And that I feel that's really pinnacle at my stage in my <laughs> life right now because I'm having real mixed feelings about like being an adult mm-hmm. and like being a grown up and responsible. And I'm really worried that I'm not going to be like fun anymore. <laughs> See, I have had this absolute, it was like a flip of a switch. There was one day that I was like falling out of block and sleeping in rooms where there were 20 people after an after party to like full-blown responsibility live on my own like i mean you have a very adult job i do have a very adult job you're responsible for my two my that lifestyle and my job just they're not compatible they wouldn't be even if i wanted to be that wild child that i was it just wouldn't be yeah 
Whereas my <laughs> my job is much more willing and encouraging for me to just party all the time. Party all the time, party all the time. Precisely. Uh, and I, 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 here, don't get me wrong. I know how to party. Oh, I'm not saying you don't. Like, there's nothing better than like going home of a night, getting your marking done, making a big spag mm. ball and watching the circle. Yeah, but when was the last time you called your boss and was like, oh, I'm going to be late today because the tube's broken and it's not, you're just too hungover and then you come in at midday? Mm, no. No. I don't take a day off work because it's more work for me to be off work than it is oh, for is me it? to be at work. Yeah. Yeah. I work in campaign cycles. So like if it's quiet, you can kind of get away with oh, I'm great and you should employ me. I'm very responsible and I'm very good at my job. And But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But no, it's that way where it's like you get to a point where you're like, if I want to, I don't know, just like be an adult like i'm a too old to be out partying all the time i'm a too old to be like you're never too old yeah but th- that that conversation really resonated with me mm. that the thought of being in my 40s with teenage kids and my partner turning around being like remember when you used to be fun and rebellious i think i would just lie down on the floor and cry <laughs> i would just be like you've killed me that's it i'm dead oh. but then is that not an indication that she then is too uptight maybe maybe Inner turmoil. Welcome to my life. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. So. Oh, Ryan's leaving. Yeah, it was in the morning and Kirsten's about to chuck Ryan out before she realises he's making bacon and then thinks about maybe possibly changing her mind. Yeah. That's, that is, I feel, I felt that. Yeah. Like maybe he is a good kid. He can cook Mm. breakfast. There's many times where I've wanted to throw someone out of my house and then they've cooked food and I've been like, "Mm, okay, you can stay for a wee while longer. Do the dishes and then leave. Yeah. Make me the food and then I'll, and then you can leave before I eat the food. (laughs) Just you prepare it, bring it to me and then let yourself out. Sure. However, she doesn't, the baker doesn't swear. No. And he is gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say for me, that bacon moment was the most relatable Kirsten has been in the whole episode. Okay. My favourite moment from this little section is actually when Ryan and Seth hug and Ryan goes in for like the handshake, is it? And then Seth's like sharp and give it like, give me a hug. And then like Ryan bops him on the nose with, with the them. map. I was just like, oh, hit him. Hit him in his stupid face. He's so oh, cute. That was cute. That was really cute. And then he goes... He's out of town. Oh, yeah. So this is where I was a bit like, there's two minutes left of this episode. At this point when he leaves. What's going to happen? There's two minutes left. And you know when you're like, I know this, like, we're coming to a conclusion. Something big's going to happen. You can't leave a pilot like this. Like, so, yeah, I was like totally like pumped up. Obviously, he goes back and like the, the family have all gone. They've all left. Is that a note? This is where I got really confused. So there seems to be a note on the counter. Is that a note? I think it is because I think from memory that he references that at a later episode. Okay. And what says something about say? you left a note. I don't know. And what I can't you remember say? if like, find out. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> don't come looking for me. I just think, like, for me, that was like, can you actually imagine that happening to you? Yeah. At 16 years old, going home to the house that you've lived in, and there is nothing and no one there. And you, what, like, what would you do? Yeah. I suppose that's the thing is like, as an adult now, you look back on these moments and you're like, I, I can't imagine that. Like, I Mm-mm. just can't because I was very lucky to grow up with, I mean, it, it wasn't the easiest household, but by no means comparatively mm-hmm. was it the mm-hmm. toughest. But 
of all the kind of stuff I had as a teenager, I always had a home. Mm-hmm. I always knew there was somewhere safe that I could go to with family who loved me. Yeah. Like, and I never questioned that. I mean, mum, if you're listening, those tantrums, that I, me shouting at you, like, I definitely meant them at the time and you were the worst and you didn't understand me. <laughs> but looking back, it's just, it's only in hindsight that you're like, oh, actually, I've been very lucky and mm-hmm. very blessed to have that. And watching moments like this, okay, it's a TV show, which is ludicrous that it has to be a TV show that kind of highlights these moments. But you're like, it is so sad that that's real life for someone. But then that's that is the beauty of of the medium of film and television, isn't it? That it's a little window into on a, a, a small scale, different life situations that are different to yours, but then obviously cultures and traditions and just worlds that you could never have accessed and would have no idea about yeah. being shown to you. But I hope they keep it like episode one of the OC I hope they keep doing it I hope that this kind of like division between class and Mm. society is something that they don't just ignore because presumably he's going home with Sandy and Mm -hmm. he's going to live with them well he says Sandy says come on let's go which by the way I feel like people say that all the time in this TV show come on let's let's go go. come on let's go go where where are we going Sandy where are you taking me Mm. I trust those eyebrows I heard I, uh, I don't know if this is a fact or if it's something I dreamed, <laughs> too often very confusing. Um, sure, sure. But apparently the most uh, used line in film and television is, let's get out of here. Uh, let's go is pretty close. Mm. Let's go. Um, so yeah, my presumption is at the end of this episode, he is now going to go and live with the Coens forever. And what I don't want to happen is we just fall into this posh world of Newport I hope the kind of nitty-gritty life of the differences in society remains mm. throughout the series. Well, one thing that I noticed at the end, sort of when I, everyone wrapped up, was that I didn't realise this the first time I watched it, but Sandy Cohen really sees himself as Ryan. I think in that moment where they took him home and there was nobody there was when I was like, oh, I get this now. Like, they are the same person, but just 30 years apart. Yeah. 30 years between, however many years apart. Um, I don't think I picked up on that the first time round. So that was an interesting revelation. Interesting. Um, referring back to my notes for the maybe the last time in this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. Pumped for episode two. Written that down. So clearly I was. Uh, pumped okay. for episode two. Good. It is a good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. The Enigma Code is set and we are dying to see what is going to happen next. Yeah. I feel like there's lots of little hints at lots of storylines. It's not just Ryan who I'm interested in finding out more. Mm. I really want to know what's happening with Jimmy. Very interested. Are him and Kirsten <laughs> going to get it, get it on? Because I think they will. Uh-huh. I do. I've, I can feel it in my bones. So I think that might happen. Misha and Summer's relationship. Marissa. Marissa. Oh, <laughs> God. I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> Marissa and Summer's relationship. I'm really interested to see what happens there because they don't feel like they keep saying they're best friends but I'm like are you though like you barely even hang out and Summer's kind of mean to you and Mm. Marissa I'm interested interested to see what happens Mm. well I'm going to keep tight lipped obviously which are you most excited about finding out I just want Summer to get better do you know what I think it is I've had a couple of people my other half being one of them tell me that I am Summer and from this episode (laughs) 
I'm really concerned. So, fuming. I'm just Absolutely like, fuming. Wait, what? So I really, I just need her to rectify herself for my sanity. Mm. If I have to wait four series to get that, I'll be very annoyed. So episode two, babe, just bring it back. Become right. a good person. This, yeah, okay. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely want to be Marissa. 14-year-old Heather wants oh, to be just, Marissa. Oh, I just, I find her quite, like she's just a sort of wet blanket. Oh, okay. She's kind of dull and a little bit rude, but a little bit self-righteous. I, I re- actually watching this back, it's kind of disappointing because there's not really any super strong female characters who are like the one that you want to root for. Do you know what I mean? Like where's the where's the female Sandy Cohen? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Valid point. Valid point. Where's like that woman who is just good and right and <laughs> has good eyebrows? Yeah, um, it's funny you should say that. Actually, I wrote that down quite early on in my notes. And we we didn't touch on that. I was very aware that it was ages before a woman talks mm. in the episode. Mm-hmm. Just an observation I had. So yeah, mm-hmm. interested to see. You know. I wonder if that was a conscious choice to make it appear not a girly thing. Maybe. Although saying that, Dawson's Creek was very male-led, wasn't it? So. It might just be, you know, symptomatic of the fact that we live under a patriarchal society and, you know, it's boys. And it was written by a man, it. yeah. I think that's a good note to leave on. Yeah, woo! <laughs> Fight the patriarchy. <laughs> by writing TV shows that have girls that are badass in them. Maybe this is why I really like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Very, very possible. Buffy for life. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Thanks for listening. I'm glad you've got to this point. I didn't think we would, but here we are. Here. Yeah, if you're still with us, congratulations. Here we all are. Uh, you are a trooper. Please let us know if there is anything that you agree with, disagree with. I would particularly like to hear people's thoughts on Summer. Um, just please be aware of the fact that Heather has never seen the OC. Yeah, don't um, go sending us spoilers. That will make me really sad. So we are hoping to release these every week. Um, we'll do an episode a week. It'll be an episode of the podcast for an episode of the TV show. Yeah, get in touch. We really want to know if you're watching it first time, like myself, an OC virgin, or if you are a firm fan already, like Kerry was, 17-year-old Kerry loving the OC. Um, Seth fan, she loved it. Uh, let us know. You can get us on socials at at never seen the OC on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. 